Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and from the Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. For this week and the four following weeks of Lent, for our midweek services, we will be looking at the passion and death of Jesus in the Apostles' Creed. Just those five simple lines, starting with tonight, Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate. You may not have realized this before, but there are only two people mentioned by name in the creed, apart from the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There are only two individuals mentioned by name. Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary and then suffered under Pontius Pilate. Now, Mary's importance in the life of Jesus is obviously understood. She's the, the connection to Jesus' humanity. He is born of a human mother, but has a heavenly father. He is fully God and fully man. The importance of Pontius Pilate maybe is a bit more confusing. There's not a whole lot that's known about him. There's a whole lot that is speculated upon in traditions and legends that have been passed down. We do know he was the governor of Judea, serving under the emperor Tiberius. He was basically the Roman law in that land of Judea where the Jewish people lived. And that obviously was a sticking point for the Jewish people who believe that God rules over them and therefore the Romans are kind of a thorn in the flesh. We also know in Luke chapter 13 that Pilate had a bit of a cruel streak. Jesus references how the Galileans had had their blood mingled with the sacrifices in the temple by Pilate. We don't know what was going on there, but somehow Pilate had defiled the worship of the people. Some have speculated that later on in his life that Pilate may have become a Christian himself. In fact, there are Christians, especially in Egypt, where they actually regard Pontius Pilate as one of the saints of the church. They look at Pilate's reluctance toward crucifying Jesus and believe he'd have been a likely candidate to later believe in the one he ordered to be crucified. So we have this character here in our passion reading from John 19 who's perhaps somewhat sympathetic. He realizes this Jesus is probably innocent and yet he's also cruel but he's also asking himself, what's politically expedient? Perhaps the best way to think of Pilate overall is to think of him as a politician. What will serve him best in order to just keep things even keeled? We read at the beginning of John chapter 19, Pilate took Jesus and flogged him. Had him whipped, lashed, scourged. And it wasn't Pilate himself that did it. He gave the order for Jesus to suffer. 
That suffering was, of course, physical in nature. Brutally physical in nature, how Jesus suffered. There was also the social and public suffering that was put upon Jesus. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head and arrayed him in a purple robe. They came up to him saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and struck him with their hands. He was publicly mocked. Along with the physical suffering, also the public shaming of this Son of God. Indeed, that extends as far to him going to his cross, being nailed to his cross. There is no reason to believe that like every depiction of Jesus we've ever seen in art or on a crucifix like we have upon our altar, that they would have given him the modesty of covering up his waist with a loincloth. He was humiliated as part of his suffering. Pilate urges Jesus to speak. Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. So Pilate said to him, You will not speak to me? Do you not know that I have authority to release you and authority to crucify you? Jesus answered him, You would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given you from above. Yes, Jesus suffers under Pontius Pilate, but the one who has the authority to order Jesus' suffering and ultimately order his death sentence is one who received authority from above. You see, it was the Father's will that Jesus would suffer under Pontius Pilate. Whoever Pontius Pilate is, whether he was ultimately a believer or not, whether he was sympathetic or cruel or a politician or some mixture of all of them, he's an instrument in God's plan of salvation. Do well to remember that about our authorities. Some are good, many are bad, and all are a mix of some things good and some things bad. But ultimately, all authority comes from God. God is the author of history, of all things, and he is at work through Pontius Pilate, and make no doubt about it, even today. He is the God who sees fit for the Son, Jesus, to suffer. He is the God who, as we heard in that brief Old Testament reading from Exodus 2, is keenly aware of the suffering of his people. He was aware of the suffering of Israel and their slavery, and even goes the length in Jesus Christ of taking on human flesh to to endure suffering himself, as part of our salvation. As the writer to the Hebrews says, we have a Savior who sympathizes with our weaknesses. Jesus himself knows suffering. 
When you suffer, you have a Savior, you have a Lord who knows what suffering is. Ultimately, God is the one who has the authority to either set the Son free or to crucify Him. But it was the will of the Father and the faithfulness of the Son to submit to that will that allowed Jesus to endure the suffering and the shame and the ridicule and the humiliation so that you would have a Savior who identifies with what it's like to suffer. And of course, there is no suffering or shame or humiliation that you can endure in this life that will even begin to compare to what our Lord endured on his cross. And therefore, he is not sympathetic, as we described Pilate. He is empathetic. He shares in your suffering. All that he endures in his suffering is for your sake. This is all said not to minimize your own suffering. We each suffer in our own ways, and that suffering is real. And sometimes it is profound and intense. Know that your Savior Jesus knows what it means to suffer. He also knows what it's like to come out of suffering victorious at the end. And he secures the same thing for you. That however great your suffering might be in this life, it is but for a moment compared to the eternity prepared for you by your Savior Jesus Christ. And so even when authorities, powers and principalities, or any other institution or entity bring suffering upon us, know that Jesus suffers for you and with you and will deliver you from it. Because this whole walk through Jesus' passion and death that begins with his suffering, we know where the end is. He goes into a tomb so that he may come back out of it. In baptism, we are joined to Jesus. We'll be reflecting on that in the next few weeks where we are crucified with Jesus, we're buried with Jesus, we're raised with Jesus. We also as Christians join him in suffering. Take up a cross and follow me, Jesus himself said to his disciples. And yet any suffering we do, we can count as joy. Because we know that God and his power, the one who gives authority, authority and gave it to Pilate, he works through authorities. Sometimes even in spite of themselves, he works all things for the good of those who love him. 
God is at work wherever there's authority. God is at work wherever there is suffering. God is at work in his son, Jesus Christ. And therefore, thanks be to God, he is at work for you. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.